Blog Talk Radio. the country and around the world streaming live on the internet it's real estate coaching radio bringing you the latest news interviews and secrets of the top producers hosted by award-winning real estate coaches tim and julie harris welcome back everyone i'm tim ventura filling in for tim and julie harris and welcome to casual friday on real estate coaching radio This week, we're going to be talking about citation sites, local search, and why this matters to your business. And I'm also going to give you a little example of some consumer behavior that may give you some, uh, I don't know, ideas or insights on how to generate even more leads. Now, this is a live show, and our call-in number is 347-857-1195, or write me questions at realestatecoachingradio.com. Also, If you do want to schedule a free coaching call, I am on the roster. I'm down there hiding at the very bottom of the page at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. But I'll tell you, the people that you really want to schedule a call with are Tim and Julie Harris. They're both on that page right now as well. Trust me, they are the real deal, and they will get you on track. So, again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Okay, so we touched on local search a little bit last week, or uh, sorry, the week before. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to kind of come back to this because this is an emerging part of, of the Internet. It's something that's becoming more and more important. And one of the reasons is because the, the, the main search engines, right, Google and Bing, are pretty much owned these days by Zillow, Trulia, and, you know, Realtor.com. Those, those big portal sites you know, they have millions of dollars to spend on advertising. They've got folks who work full-time putting all those search engine optimization tricks in place. And so it's really difficult, you know, if not impossible for most agents to, to effectively compete against them. You know, but, but then there's, there's the other part of this, too, which is how do people search for homes? Well, a lot of them are going online and looking. So how do you, as an agent get more exposure on the internet well for a couple of years there this was becoming a real issue but i think one of the emerging solutions to this is local search and citation sites and that's something that we didn't talk a lot about in the past but i'm going to talk about citation sites a little bit as well okay so starting out here uh, i I already covered kind of my first point zillow truly and realtor.com tend to own the search engines um you know, when you look at what people are looking up, right, if you want to buy a home online, where are you going? Well, you know, you may be going to uh, to Google and doing a search for homes in your city, homes in Los Angeles, homes in Seattle, something along those lines. And when you do that, your first two, three results are probably going to include Zillow, Truly, and Realtor.com. Now, the thing about the search engines is, and this is kind of a well-known truism, it goes back to the <laughs> beginning of search results, um, most people don't look past the first page, you know, and, unless they're really dedicated looking for, you know, niche news of some kind. If, if they're just looking for something, 
uh, well, they're looking for homes, right? They're probably going to stick to that first page. They're probably going to stick to the first four or five search results on that page. Anything below that, they have to scroll. It's it's below the fold, as they call it. And uh, that, that makes it kind of a challenge. So really, you, you want to come up well in those search engines. And again, that's, that's a challenge because of Zillow and Trulia, primarily. Uh, so the solution to this and, and again, I covered this a couple of weeks ago, is Google Places for Business and Bing Places for Business. Those, those are two of the biggest tools that you can use. Now, so what, what are these exactly? Uh, Google Places for Business, Bing Places for Business, they are local search, they're local business listings. So you would literally, like if you want to create a free account, what you do is you go to, uh, you know, look it up, Google Places for Business, you register your company, you put in your address, the areas that you serve, the hours that you're open, um, you know, it's got your office location in it, it's got your contact info, your phone, your fax, your email, your website, all that fun stuff. You plug all of that into it. And then when someone is online, doing a search, in addition to those big portals, in addition to Zillow and Trulia and Realtor.com, it's also going to bring up a map with a bunch of pins. Each one of those pins is going to be like a local realtor, right? Now, that won't happen for every search, but it does happen a lot of the time. You probably see these things all the time, and you probably use them to, to click on things. <coughs> Excuse me. A good example would be Let's say you're looking up restaurants, right? You want to go out and, and eat, a, you know, let's say you want to eat Thai food in the evening or something like that. Okay, well, I'm not sure, you know, what restaurant to use. I'm going to go Google it. So I look up, you know, Thai food in my brings up a list of restaurants. They're all pins. I click on each pin. It tells me about the business, gives me their contact info, their hours. It also lists their website. Well, the same thing is true for real estate, so it, it kind of bypasses the search results, and what it does is it breaks you out of that loop of having to compete with those big portals, you know, because as a, as a small independent business owner, really you don't have a good chance of, of trying to displace Zillow or Trulia, and, um, you know, and you really shouldn't have to. They're going after a national market, and you are really going after just that local market, right, at least for the most part. So I would highly, highly recommend going in there and looking at your listing. You may already be registered for those. And if you're not, uh, look up Google Places for Business and Bing Places for Business and get registered. Get all of your information in there. Do the, the best that you can. Do a complete, detailed listing. And that should provide you with some traffic to your website, not just traffic to your website. It should get you some inbound calls, should get you some emails, all that fun stuff that you really need for lead generation all in one place. And it's going to, again, it'll stick that above the fold, and it'll use a, a pretty map of pins, so it will stand out. Uh, you know, as a side project, my, my wife right now is starting, she's starting a Montessori preschool. And we had the same discussion. She said, "Well, you know, I I need to, uh, you know, I need to get students for my school. And how should I do that?" And I said, "Well, let's go online." And and uh, so we, you know, we did some lookups, and 
one of the problems that we found in her case was when we looked up her category, we got uh, Montessori supply stores and, you know, a couple of the big, you know, uh, bigger schools in the country. But, um, but you know, when we really drilled down on it, it's like, well, how do we find students? Well, we want to look locally for those. And so we're doing the same thing for her. And I've done this in the past as well with, with other businesses, um, pretty much any business, if you serve the local area, and this, this absolutely includes real estate agents, if you serve the local area or a small business, you want to be in Google Places for Business and Bing Places for Business as well. So I think I've, I've gone through that pretty effectively. Uh, now, let's move on to citation sites. This is something that I didn't cover a couple of weeks back. The, these are a little bit different. Uh, well, I guess you could say they're a lot different. But another good resource to getting online exposure are citation sites. Now, what is a citation site, you might ask? Well, a citation is basically where you are cited. Your business is cited, which is basically eh, it's kind of like a little bit profile, right? Um, and if that sounds odd, you, you've seen a million of these, you know, uh, like Yelp, Manta, Foursquare. Uh, there, there are a bunch of others, and I'm going to go through these one at a time. Um, so they give you a citation. This performs well in the search engine results, so you, that should help your website. You're going to get some what they call link juice value from that. You're going to get some search engine optimization value. The, the listing itself will come up well in the search engine. So that, that gives you another chance. Um, so, you know, that, that offers some, some advantages there. But the other giant advantage of citation sites is customer reviews and testimonials. Now, I, I think that we all know what the power of customer reviews and testimonials is. And last week, when I was talking about persuasion and influence, you know, one of the things there was testimonials. It's, it's people just like you who say, you know what, I used this product and I loved it. Or I worked with this real estate agent and I loved working with them. They were prompt. They helped me find the perfect house. Or, you know, if you're selling, they helped me sell quickly. All that, all that stuff that goes into, you know, having a good customer experience. And when people take the time to put those up online, I think it really says something else, too. It, it says, you know, they had a good experience, and they liked it enough that they wanted to people about it, and they want to help you succeed. And so, for me, personally, when I see uh, reviews on, well, let's use Yelp as the first example there, that says to me, wow, you know, this person took the time to, to write up their customer experience, to say some nice things about the company. Uh, they can give you a star rating. I think it's one to five stars, if I remember right. And, uh, you know, that, that tells you about, uh, you know, about the experience they have. But also, since a lot of these folks have to sign up for Yelp to leave the review, it says, you know, they went through a couple of hurdles to do that. I mean, a, a lot of people, they may go to Yelp and they say, oh, I, you know, I really liked working with this person. I, I'm going to leave them a good review. Or, or maybe you ask them, you said, if you had a good experience, can you leave me a review? Well, they go there and then, oh, I have to sign up to do it. Okay, so if they pass that hurdle, I think it just gives the review that much more weight. Yeah, maybe that's just me. So anyhow, 
the biggest citation site is Yelp. And this is kind of a gray area in terms of biggest because uh, citation sites is a little bit blurry category depending on who you ask. Like I, I think some people might almost, almost consider Google Places for Business a citation site, even though they're not. Um, they're, they're definitely local search. I think the blurring comes from the fact that Yelp allows people to do search, as as do almost all of the citation sites. But the, the difference is the primary focus of Yelp is helping people to share their experience, share their reviews, and basically just pass along that information about the business. You know, like, I really liked this business. I really liked this real estate agent. They were a great person to work with. They helped me get things done. So we'll come back and discuss Yelp a little bit more in a second, but I want a quick commercial break. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you are asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best not someone who is simply assigned to you, or even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online? at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon.
Okay, we are back, and I want to thank Rochelle for doing that commercial for us. Rochelle is our coaching coordinator. She is also on freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Um, you know, she she was uh, has been an amazing agent. She had an amazing career as a real estate agent. She was a top producer working with Tim and Julie Harris. Uh, I believe she was specializing as a buyer's agent, and again, just absolutely stellar career before getting into coaching. So, you know, she would be someone else to consider talking about, especially if you're looking for kind of buyer agent specialization, you know. So, again, that, that was free coaching calls for agents.com. And we're going to get back to Yelp. Okay, this is the largest citation site. They do well in the search engines. They, get, they, they let you lay a link to your website as well as good business information and reviews by customers. Now, there's a caveat to Yelp. Um, everybody out there will tell you how wonderful Yelp is, so you're going to have no shortage of people saying, you've got to get registered on Yelp. Um, you know, and I, I would definitely concur with that, but they are not the easiest citation site to register for. Um, you know, they, they have a telephone verification system. Google does this, too, for places for business. Uh, but Yelp's is a little more tricky, and so I, I guess one of the caveats would be Make sure you're by your phone when you register because what they're going to do is have a basically they're going to have a computer call you, give you four digits to enter on the page, you know, and that's pretty easy. But in Yelp's case, if if you're behind, like if you have an, a phone extension, right, where, uh, you know, you dial in to the phone number and then you have to dial one or dial two to get to you, um, that can cause some problems getting registered. We, we've had issues with that. And so Yelp could be a little bit tricky to get registered with, but, again, get a search engine benefit in a few different ways there. And you get all of those customer reviews, and, you know, and the whole thing is, is free. Uh, something else to consider, I, I guess, is uh, those reviews don't just happen usually. You, you really want to kind of hand out your, your Yelp uh, profile to people. Maybe you could send that to some uh, you know, past clients and say, if you like the service, give us a review on Yelp. Uh, and, in fact, you may do that for a couple of different citation sites as well. One other thing about Yelp, and I'm hesitant to even mention this, there is – there, there, there's kind of rumors online about some kind of scandal where they may not have been publishing all of the customer reviews for non-paying clients or something like that. And I, I don't know the details of it, but from what I understand, um, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's kind of been brewing, um, and I, there may not be that much to it. But regardless of that, Yelp is probably – that's probably the biggest one, uh, at, least, at least from my perspective. Okay, so moving down the list, Manta. Manta's an interesting one. This is another citation site. You could almost say that they're kind of a knockoff clone of Yelp, although they might get upset if I said that. Um, they also do very well in the search engines, and they also allow reviews. Uh, and as I recall, you can plug in an RSS feed from your website into Manta, which basically means every time you post like a blog or you could do an RSS feed from uh, you know, like your Active Rain profile or something along those lines, every time you do something like that, it will automatically publish a little blurb about it and a link to it on Manta. And so that gives you some search engine value as well. And the other thing it does is 
that citation with your company info and your reviews, it's it's not stale, right? And so you know you, you may see this in a few different places. It's around. Um, if a citation site or really any online resource allows you to plug in an RSS feed, I would say go for it. You know, and then the next question is which one to do. Uh, the RSS feed that you want to use is obviously the one that you update the most. So if you know if you're blogging all the time or if you're on Active Rain all the time, find the RSS feed there, and, and maybe maybe get into that in a future uh, future show. Okay, Manta typically doesn't get the credit that I think they deserve. Um, and, and the reason I say that is, you know, I, because I do a lot of, obviously I'm a tech guy, I do a lot of tech stuff. When, when I'm looking up tech places, uh, I, I almost never see Manta published anywhere near the top of the list. They seem like they're listed as a middle-of-the-pack citation site, and the, the quote-unquote professed citation reviewers Seem to seem to list them as middle of the pack, but you know, in my experience, they perform just as well as Yelp in the search engines. I'm not sure what the disconnect is there, but personally speaking, I would also recommend Manta. Uh, they are easy to sign up for. There's not a lot of problems, um, you know. So, you know, I would say go for it. Do Manta as well as Yelp, and then uh, every time you do a search for a local business there, right? Uh, you know, if someone's looking you up, right, hopefully they'll find you as well as, or hopefully they'll find your Manta review as well as your Yelp one. Okay, going down my list, another one here is Foursquare. Now, personally, I don't use Foursquare very much, but Foursquare is kind of one of the up-and-comers, and so it's definitely worth talking about. I think it's something that we're all going to be using more in the future. Foursquare, from my understanding, seems to have come out of kind of the mobile arena. Um, I, I believe they have a pretty big app with a ton of users, and that's where they get a lot of their traffic. They've been moving kind of backwards from mobile back to the Internet at large. And so you can go to their website, foursquare.com, and with you know just a little bit of work, uh, you can create a citation for your business. And again, this is going to be the the uh, you know your hours of business, your location, your number, uh, you know all all that fun stuff. Your website as well, you know. Um, the nice thing about Foursquare is they are like seriously local. I mean, you know, with Yelp and Manta, it's online. You know, it's it's local, but it's still kind of a web page, right? But the thing about Foursquare is the way we got the thing set up, they're really kind of set up for, uh, well, the, the name, I think, says it all. The, the Foursquare is a reference to the building, if I remember right. And they are set up for walk-in traffic. And so if you're working in an office, well, heck, put that in there because, you know, that's going to inspire walk-in traffic. Uh, Foursquare, I've seen listed a lot for stuff like restaurants. You know, I used the restaurant example earlier. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like if you're walking around, you've got your Foursquare app on your phone, you're looking for restaurants, real estate agents, you know, what have you. Uh, that's kind of their niche. But they also do have a good web presence. They let you do reviews. They have users. And so Foursquare, I think, is an up-and-comer that is worth registering for, and I'm just not sure. In the future, I'm not sure how long they will you know, continue to be a, a hot place, but at the moment, they definitely are. Okay, so what I'm going to do now 
is go through a list of top 10 citation sites specifically for real estate agents published by Moz.com. Now, Moz.com, uh, these, these folks started out as a search engine optimization uh, company. I, I don't know what you could call it. Basically, a collection of gurus that really knew how to get websites to the top of Google. And it, Moz.com is interesting. I'm gonna, this is a little side note here. It might be a little bit too technical. But back in the day, Right when everybody was competing to get to the top of the Google search engine results, Moz.com, uh, they, they, I think they had a different name back then, uh, SEO Moz, I think that was what it was. They, uh, they would publish actions and instructions for webmasters. Uh, you know, here are the best practices. Here, here are some, you know, tips and tricks to get your websites to the top of the search engines. They kind of turned into a forum, and they grew from there. And they have recently transformed their company. And the reason that I'm mentioning it to you, the reason that it's interesting, is because I think that they reflect this major siege that we're seeing in the search engines. Um, you know, a lot of these big portal sites are so dominant now, right? Like Zillow, Truly, Realtor.com. Uh, lots of different industries have the equivalent of those. And what we're finding is search engine optimization, the way that it used to be done, you know, I'm going to have a lot of links, I'm going to have some great keywords, I'm going to be at the top of the search results, and everybody's going to love me. That mentality is going away. And, and that, that kind of comes from if you build it, they will come. That mentality is going away. And so these changes with with you know, SEO Moz, now Moz.com, reflect that. They're moving into stuff like citation sites. They're trying to give people different ways to get the traffic, not just search engines. That, that's why I went off on kind of that tangent, because I think that it's an industry-wide trend, one that you should be well aware of. So they have given a list of citation sites specifically for real estate agents, uh, they they do a lot of work with Google, with Bing, and they have a lot of their own tracking. So in terms of real estate, they can tell where people end up when they're looking for agents. They have their own list here, and I, I'm going to basically go down this list and tell you a little bit about each one. Okay, so number one there is Realtor.com. Now, Realtor.com, I think they'll know it. Um, it when they're talking about citation, they're talking about citation sources, okay? So this is one of the big three, right? Zillow, Truly, and Realtor.com, except in this case, we're not talking about homes for sale. We're talking about a citation for your business on Realtor.com. That means your Realtor profile. Um, if you're registered with Realtor.com, you've probably already got part of that built. The way it usually works is when you register, when you get set up, they make you put in kind of the basic info, right? You know, like your name, email, phone, some contact details, all that kind of fun stuff. They make you put that in. Well, that comes up on a citation page, right? So it's your login info. It's your profile info. Just, just like on Facebook. Facebook does the same thing. They make you fill all that out when you register, and that way other people can find you. Except in this case, the other people that can find you are just on Realtor.com, but they are also in Google. So 
I would recommend if you if you don't have a Realtor.com account, you know, go to Realtor.com, take a look. Uh, they are connected to the National Association of Realtors, and you know, at, at Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching, we love the National Association of Realtors. We are we are big advocates of them, so I think there's a plus there. But then the the other plus too is even if you don't end up doing a whole lot on Realtor.com. Take a close look at it. See if it's registering for, in your specific case, get that profile created. You know, And when you create it, put as much into it as possible. Okay, now but before I go down the list, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on, on something because I, I'm giving you a list of ten of these, and I've already given you three. Right? We had Yelp, Manta, Foursquare, Realtor.com. You, if you're going through these – you're going to run into something that uh, that I, I've had to deal with for a long time, which is any new website, portal, organization, business, anything like that that you create, you have to get it registered. And these days, it's not just in one place, right? It's all over the place. What you're going to want to do is create a cheat sheet. And I would recommend doing this, you know, if you're on a PC, I would recommend doing it in Notepad. And the reason I use Notepad is because it strips out any of the any of the uh, the rich text formatting that you might get in Microsoft Word. But you could you could probably do it in Word, you know, wh- whatever. Um, get all the key information business. Keep it in one place, right? The name of your business, you know, uh, the subject, what your business does, right? You you've probably got two or three, maybe four paragraphs of really good. You know what I mean? That that advertising copy that you want to have about your business, your phone numbers, hours of business, website, email, uh, fax number. Uh, those are probably the key things. Put that into a Notepad document. You know, maybe save it to your desktop. When you're registering for these different sites, they're all going to ask you for it. So you can cut and paste. You'll save yourself a lot of time and a lot of headache. Now, I've seen other people say that that has to be identical on each one of those sites. So I'll touch on this briefly. Um, the short answer is it doesn't. It helps if it is. I mean, the business name especially, right? The name of your business probably shouldn't change from one citation site to the next. Uh, and you have to figure out how you're going to list that. As an agent, you have to figure out what your business name is. You are a small business. So it's just figuring out how are you going to list yourself. Um, you know, now once you get that all in order, you can go down. You know, again, Yelp, Manta, Foursquare, Realtor.com, Google Places for Business, Bing Places for Business, uh, and instead of having to figure out what you're going to write five different times, six different times, you have you've, you've got to figure it out. It's it's a uh, you know copy and paste. Um, you can also go to I believe it is GetLocal.com or .org or getlisted.org, I'm sorry. And that will take you to an organization that was just bought by Moz. Again, they're pushing into this space heavily. And if you spend some money, they'll get you registered for some of these places, the citation sites, they'll do it automatically. Uh, so that, that's that's a, an option as well. Again, that getlisted. Uh, try getlisted.com, getlisted.org. See, uh, see if their prices work for you might save you a little bit of time. Although you can do it for yourself and it's completely free. And that might be an advantage. Going down our list, 
yellowpages.com is number two. Interesting. So we've jumped from realtor.com, which is a real estate-specific profile, to yellowpages.com. Now, I, I didn't mention these above with Yelp and Manta because, to be honest, they don't seem to come up that well in the search engines anymore. But a lot of people do go to yellowpages.com. Um, they were actually started, I believe, I believe yellowpages.com was started by – uh, the company that used to publish the phone book, or still publishes it if they still make those. Um, and they wanted to take it online, and this is you know, what they have, I guess, so to speak. Um, little little interesting backstory there as well, I guess. They are pushing heavily into citations because what they're finding is they kind of missed their window to take the, the, uh, the phone book online. People don't really use the phone book anymore, and they don't really use it that much online. And so yellowpages.com is like, wow, okay, well, we have you know all of these phone numbers and business listings and all that kind of stuff, and uh, we don't have as much traffic as, you know, like, well, Google is the first place to start. A lot of people don't get it from Yellow Pages. They, they, they don't get it from the phone book. They just Google it. So these guys are pushing into citations as a way to kind of pick up the slack and maybe transform what that phone book of the 21st century really is. Um, and we might see the phone book disappear entirely, too, the way that the, uh, the print version MLS has disappeared. You know, it's all online. So yellowpages.com. They are a lot like Yelp. Uh, I don't think that they're probably as sophisticated, although that's just me. Um, but it's worth registering there. Um, you know, so go through that. And then going down our list, Trulia.com is number three here in terms of re- relevance. Uh, Trulia, I think we all, you know, we, we all have visited that. Trulia up incredibly well in the search engines. They're one of the big two for real estate these days, right? Uh, the nice thing about Trulia is Trulia does have very good agent profiles. And again, these can be found by by people in Trulia looking for homes, right? Maybe they're doing a home lookup. They find a bunch. They say, you know what? I want to find an agent in my area. They can use Trulia. They don't have to go to Google for that. And so your agent profile will come up there, and those agent profiles are searchable on Google, and they help boost your presence through search engine, uh, you know, link juice, as they call it, and all sorts of that kind of stuff. So Trulia, if you have an account, I would recommend going in, filling it out completely. Get as much of that contact information in there as you can. Okay, going down to number four on our list Homes.com. Now, Homes.com seems like they're maybe becoming kind of an up-and-comer. It seems like lately I've been seeing more and more stuff by them online. And so, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe at some point they're going to quietly start to seriously compete with Zillow and Trulia, although uh, certainly the press doesn't seem to cover them that way. Homes.com as well. Uh, go in, take a look at your agent profile if you have one, update it, add it as much as you can. And then going down to number five, I'm not sure why Moz put them down here, but they believe that number five on our list is Zillow. So Zillow is, you know, Zillow is Zillow, right? They're the, the 
biggest real estate portal on the Internet, and they do allow agent profiles. Um, it could be, number five, because of the citation value that they offer, and maybe it's not as high as some of these other sources. That's, that, that seems logical uh, because Zillow is really about selling leads, right? And if you make it too easy to just find a local agent, well, you don't need to sell them a lead for one. So, so again, Zillow, go in, take a look at your profile, update it. Uh, going down here, it looks like it is number six, is homegain.com. Now, I just went to their site. Um, to be honest, I, either I'd never seen it before or I'd never paid attention to it before. Uh, they have a pretty nice website. It is easy to do a search for an agent. So I think that would, be, that would definitely be a reason to look at creating an account and getting set up there. And then going down to number eight is local.yahoo.com. Com. Oh, how far the mighty have fallen. Uh, so number, was it number seven on the list? Sorry. Uh, the reason I said that was Yahoo back in, back in 1999, I think it was, right before Google came out, uh, you know, I, and I was doing a lot of technology work back then, and I, I had friends, a couple of mentors of mine who, who used to, you know, tell me, you know, all the ins and outs of their trade, right, as I was learning it myself, uh, they swore by Yahoo at the time. You know, it, Yahoo was Yahoo was too big to fail. Maybe that's the best way to describe it. Um, and if you think back to 98, 99, around that time period, you were probably using Yahoo most of the time too. Uh, if you wanted to do a search, you had two choices. You could either like AltaVista, where it was all kind of mashed together, right? AltaVista was kind of like a Google that maybe wasn't quite as smart as Google is. And then you had Yahoo, where human beings would go through every website that got submitted. They would look at it. And they would say, is this a real website? Is this a reputable company? They'd give it a little you know, review. They'd put it in their thing. From a webmaster, from a web designer's perspective, Yahoo was a pain in the butt because you'd have to submit a listing and wait three to six months to get it approved. But from a user perspective, the thing about Yahoo was you could trust the results because every one had been reviewed by a human being. You know, and and that's something that was at the time that was unheard of. Uh, Yahoo also had email, and they had news stories, and uh, you know, in in '99 they were expanding, right? They came out with a Yahoo magazine. I think they were working on a TV show. They had tons of stuff. Yahoo was they they were they were the big one, and and it's it's interesting because uh, you know, the the folks that I had talked to said pretty definitively. Yahoo can't fail. They're too, they're too big to fail. And within a year, all of that search volume, you know, all of those billions of searches that are done every year, that it all started to shift over to Google. And within two years, people, nobody was talking about using Yahoo anymore. If you used Yahoo for search, well, you know, people looked at you cross-eyed. So it's interesting how things can change like that. And, and I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, with Today's real portals, Zillow and Trulia, we could potentially see the same thing. Now, maybe that seems odd. Zillow is too big to fail, right? They just announced with Trulia that they're having some, uh, oh golly, $65 million advertising war this year. They want to dominate the market. They want to 
own the market for home search, kind of the way that Google owns it for Internet search. Um, you know, and so they're in that kind of too big to fail category now, right? Nothing can stop us now. We'll dominate states. Well, I think Yahoo's example is worth looking at. This little upstart Google came along and like within two years completely wiped Yahoo off the face of uh, Internet search. So Yahoo has come out with these local listings. I think they've had these for quite a while but the resurgence in citation site interest, this explosion of interest in local search, has kind of made Yahoo bring this more to the forefront. Uh, so it's worth going to local.yahoo.com and uh, you know take a look into creating a profile there. Yahoo still has an enormous user base. Uh, there are still millions and millions and millions of people who use Yahoo email. In fact, that's Yahoo's primary draw. And I believe that if you do a search in email, it's pretty easy to do a search in their directory as well, right? They've got it set up that way so you can cross over and still use the rest of their stuff. So if you're looking for real estate and you're in Yahoo, you probably want to be listed in their local search results. They are only number seven here. I'm not sure why it's that low. Maybe because they, they have been uh, – you know, displaced so heavily in so many of these different areas. But I would still say uh, Yahoo is a trusted authority in many ways. A lot of people still swear by them, um, you know, be, because they have this reputation for having higher quality data. So go to local.yahoo.com and take a look at getting registered. Okay, now this is number eight. Let's go down to Coldwell Banker, number eight. Uh I do not know offhand if you have to be a cold worker agent to register for this. I would imagine you probably do. It would seem odd that they would let competitors put their, their local profiles up. But I can see why they're big. Coldwell Banker, right, is the, the biggest, uh, if I understand correctly, the biggest real estate organization or, or you know, company, I guess, in, uh, in the United States, possibly the world. And so they're going to have a lot of weight there. Having an agent profile on the Coldwell Banker site is going to give you some of the authority and trust that people have for Coldwell Banker as an organization. And it's going to give you some search engine. Again, we, we call that link juice as well. So Coldwell Banker was number eight. Number nine uh, might surprise you, Facebook. Number nine is Facebook. Uh, but it's not surprising that they're in the top ten. It is surprising that they're number nine. And this is these are best to worst, not worst to best. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. So Facebook here, I think the reason they're so far down is you have to be looking for real estate agents on Facebook to, to, uh, to have your local profile come up. Um, I think it's because they don't come up that well in general Internet search. And I think also it's because Facebook isn't really considered a citation site per se. Remember, uh, at the top of the call, I talked about a little bit of blur, a little bit of kind of a gray area in terms of what is and what isn't a citation site. Um, so you, you definitely want to create a Facebook page for your business. You probably want to get registered for the Facebook Real Estate Agents Directory, and that's something that we discuss in our coaching and training programs. So that's worth doing, Facebook. Uh, and you probably already have a Facebook page for your business. And if you don't, it, again, it's free. It doesn't take too long to complete. Um, it's worth doing. 
I, you know, I, I, I personally, I kind of wonder, uh, you know, if you haven't done it, why haven't you done it? I mean, everybody has been on Facebook for quite a while. They are the the default social network, I think, for connecting with people. Um, okay, so let's go down to number 10. And, and this is kind of an interesting one for me is Angie's List dot com. Uh, a lot of people use Angie's List. They are very marketing intensive. They push, 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 right? And Angie's List prides themselves on being able to provide higher quality data. In a sense, they almost have that Yahoo thing going on where uh, the barrier to entry to get in there is a little bit more difficult, you know, um, because they're going to screen you more heavily. But once you're in, you've got more authority and trust. Uh, now, Angie's List is Dan things, probably the reason they're number 10, um, because it's a paid service for the most part. Uh, the exposure might be a little bit less, right? But at the same time, the trust and authority of those user reviews, and Angie's List is giant on reviews, just like Yelp is. Those reviews are an enormous part of it. Those are trusted and they're reviewed, if I understand things correctly. I, I believe they go through all those and make sure that they're, uh, you know, at, at least somewhat accurate. They're from you know, real people, they're, they're not fake reviews, all that kind of stuff. So Angie's List was number 10. So again, uh, you know, we had 10 plus the, the three at the top of the call, uh, Yelp, Manta, and uh, Foursquare. And, uh, you know, I, I would definitely recommend going through all of these um, making sure that your profile is updated. Again, put this stuff into Notepad, or you, you can use Microsoft Word if you want to. Um, you know, you want the, the, the name of your business, a couple of marketing paragraphs, your contact info, your phone, fax, email, website, that kind of stuff. Um, get that stuff ready, and that way when you're updating these profiles, you know, you'll, you'll have a, a good place to... Uh, to draw from to save you some time. Now another one as well that doesn't seem like it has the search engine value anymore is Active Rain, and you may already have an Active Rain profile. Um, if you're on Active Rain, I would say yeah, do it. Uh, there are tons of agents who are on Active Rain, um, but you know Active Rain's pricing is a little expensive, and so if it involves having to pay, then you might give that a uh, I don't know you, you might look at that. Um, you know, it, it may be a little bit too expensive for some people to sign up for Active Brain. Uh, it depends on uh, what you feel like, you know, paying for. But these little bills can add up in a hurry. And last time I looked, Active Brain was about 50 bucks a month. I could be about that. If I am, let me know. Uh, give me a call here. Again, this is a live show at 347-857-1195 or write me at questions at realestatecoachingradio.com. And let's take another quick commercial break, and then we will start wrapping things up. Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you're asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, 
they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach. A proven, market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes. A coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best, not someone who is simply assigned to you or, even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone-cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So don't wait any longer. Take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Thanks so much. See you all soon. Okay, welcome back, everyone. I'm Tim Ventura, filling in for Tim and Julie Harris. We are on Casual Friday on Real Estate Coaching Radio, and we're just wrapping things up. We've been talking for the last, uh, oh, geez, 50 minutes about uh, citation sites and local search. And, again, I've been preaching to you about the value of Google Places for Business, Bing Places for Business. We also ran through uh, 13 uh, citation sites and, and Yelp, Manta, Foursquare, Realtor.com, Yellowpages.com, Trulia, Homes, and Zillow.com, HomeGain.com, Local.Yahoo.com, ColdwellBanker.com. If you're if you're a member of the organization, Facebook and Angie's List. So again, that was our that was our list. Uh, if you're listening in replay, you can go back and rewind this and uh, listen to them again. And what I'm going to do now for the next couple of minutes is walk you through a little consumer behavior because this occurred to me when I was doing research for the show. How do people actually look up homes? Uh, that's that's the thought that popped into my head. I thought, well, how how do I do it? You know, because what they would have us believe, what what Zillow and Truly would have us believe, is people are looking up. Um, you know, well, homes for sale in my city. And I think that we know that that happens, right? But everybody approaches things a little bit differently. So speaking as a non-agent, maybe my own personal behavior will give, give you some ideas on uh, some different ways, maybe some better ways to find customers. 
So I'm going to break down buying and selling as me, Tim Ventura, a, a pretty average middle-class guy with a family. Okay, so today I'm going to cover buying, and maybe we'll come back and talk more about this, uh, you know, in, in terms of selling and, and more comprehensively in the future. But if I'm buying a house, I'm going to personally go to search listings online before anything else. Now, I, I, know, I know a lot of agents in my area, but I'm not going to call them first. I, I don't want to bother them, right? What I'm going to do is I'm going to Google, and I'm going to type in homes in my city. And that's, I think that's what the average person does. That's why Zillow and Trulia target that. Now, I, 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 just, uh, I just Googled this, and in my area, the top four sites are Zillow.com, Homes.com, Trulia, and Realtor.com, and they're in that order which is interesting because it's supposed to be Zillow then Trulia. But in my area, homes.com comes up second, and maybe that is a reason to uh, check your citation listing on their site. Now, after that, again, this is just me. I'm going to go to Craigslist, and this is because every single house that I've rented for 10, 10 years at least has been through Craigslist. And every time anybody I know rents a house, they go through Craigslist. Um, and it's because they seem to have all of the best rental listings. It's also because Craigslist is where I look for deals on, on like furniture, the barbecue grill that I bought last year, um, you know, our iPad 4. I mean, just lots of little stuff, right? If you're looking for a discount, you want a quality product, um, Craigslist seems to be where you can find stuff. So, so it, it's where I find local things. And that includes houses. So I'm going to go to Craigslist. Now, they, they're heavier on rental listings than they are on homes, but you can find both. So now that I've told you where I'm going to search, what may surprise you is that I'm not going to request more information for a couple of days until I've gone back through these websites, showed my favorites to my wife, and gotten some ideas which ones her and I both like. She does this too. In fact, when I was writing these notes for the show, uh, you know, I, I went through this with her and said, well, what are you going to do? She does basically the same process. She's going to go to Craigslist. She's going to look up you know, homes in our city, and she's going to kind of come up with some ones that she likes and then show them to me. And then we're going to kind of create a, a list and get some ideas. And this is going to take a couple of days. And, uh, you know, I, I think that this might affect the, the Zillow Trulia buyer lead process a tiny little bit, but we can come back to that uh, a bit. So there, there are lots and lots of houses for sale in our area, but we only want to look at a few that we really like. So we're going to kind of collect a list there, you know, and sit on it for a couple of days until we figure out which ones are worth our time, right? So a couple of days later, when I feel like I have a handle on what's in the market and what prices are, I'm going to reach out and contact somebody. And who am I going to contact? This may surprise you. Uh, I, I wrote down two different answers. My wife is going to take her list of houses, drive around to see what they look like in real life, and then call the agent listed on the sign. That's her, that's her consumer behavior. Okay, so if you're using 800 Home Hotline, like Tim and Julie have often recommended, uh, really work to your advantage. There are a lot of people out there who do that. They call on the sign. For me, Tim, I'm going to call a local realtor that I know and trust, and I'm going to tell them that I've been looking at buying a house. I have a few listings picked out, and ask them if they can help me view them. Now, I don't know if they 
can view them all or not, right? I, I don't know. I just know that they're a realtor and they know about real estate and here are the listings I'm interested in. So can you help me? Uh, now, for me, buying a house is a 30-year financial commitment and it, be, it means being stuck in a home that might have issues in a school district that I may or may not like. Lots of really specific stuff, right? So why would I want to get involved with this buying process alone or with a stranger? It, it's, it's not something I'll do if I can avoid it. What I'm going to do is call somebody that I can trust. So I'll tell you, uh, as the head of household, even if my wife calls the guy who's listed on the sign, I'm going to at least talk to an agent that I know and trust, and I'm probably going to try and convince my wife to go with them. You know, uh, and, and the reason is because that trust factor. We know them. We know that they're going to help us, that they don't have anything up their sleeve, so to speak. Who am I going to call? In my case, again, this is just me, it's one of two people, Monty, the 60-year-old guy who runs the real estate agency in my town, or Ellie, the 55-year-old broker from the town next door. So I thought I would list that just to give you kind of my, again, this is my average demographic. Uh, why am I going to call these people? Well, first, it's because we've rented apartments from them when we were younger. We rented houses from them. They both do property management. So that's that's a reason. Um, you know, I got to know them when I was a tenant, and I, I started to trust them then. Second, it's because they're honest, they're straightforward, and they're going to tell me the good, bad, and the ugly about the properties that I'm buying. They know my area. They they live here. They've lived here for a long time. Um, so so that's that's our buying behavior. And again, I can come back to a future episode. But uh, you know, maybe that gives you some ideas. Uh, you know, if nothing else, it should push you back to your center of influence past client list. Uh, and, you know, it may may help push you towards property management as well. And if it does, I would recommend learning more about that by scheduling a free coaching call with us at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We do have a program that covers that specifically. Now, maybe that came out of the blue, right, property management. But, again, for me, I'm going to go to the people I know and trust and I've worked with on real estate in the past, and I know no real estate. And I'll tell you, that, that's, that's a giant thing. That's, that's enormous for us, that trust factor. Um, and that's one of the reasons that I, I'm not just going to run willy-nilly through Zillow and Truly and do buyer leads. And I think that might be one of the reasons that the quality of those buyer leads is not as high. Because the kind of people who are just going to dial up an agent randomly, right? Like, ooh, I like this house. I'm going to click this button. Those those people may not be as serious as people who are, are really invested in moving forward. You're, when you're really invested in moving forward, if you have the contacts, you're going to move forward with them. So, again, to, to learn more about this, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. It has been a true pleasure speaking with you this week. Um, you know, I love Fridays and doing the Casual Friday show. And we will come up with something as innovative and creative for next week's show as this one. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. 
Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.